When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Part of the Murderer's Row of Ball Talk. Here's two-time Twins World Series champion manager Tom Kelly on the ride with Royce. Tom Kelly is with us. Tom, uh, that Orioles team that was in town for four games, uh, that was hard to look at if you were a baseball fan, especially on Sunday. Wow. Yeah, that was hard, Patrick. You're correct, uh, uh, then they turn around, and uh, Danny Valencia, who looked just horrendous, uh, you know, it was like it was almost embarrassing for him. But he comes up and hits a big home run uh, yesterday, and and uh, so you just wonder uh, sometimes about what's going on. But uh, they uh, they have they uh, before they won yesterday. They were five games worse than the team that lost its first 21 in 1988. That's a, that's a bad deal there, man. Uh, yeah, if you remember that team, that was uh, that was tough. It was, Cal Sr. was in charge. Yes, right. Oh, you felt... You, you know, he almost felt bad for them. A man uh, with his kind of background and had to go through some of that stuff that they were going through. That was uh, the last three of those games in the 21 were in the Dome. You guys beat them three straight yeah, to make it 21. That's Oof. correct. And uh, <laughs> it was hard. That was hard, I'll tell you, because, uh, you know, there was there's a lot of class involved with the Orioles, the Baltimore yep. Club, and it goes back for a number of years. And and to watch that uh, uh, was was a little rough for baseball fans, and, and uh, that proves nobody's immune to uh, some hard times. And meanwhile, the Royals uh, have lost. And this is uh, this is pretty incredible. I uh, have lost twenty eight out of thirty two. Yeah, and they, just a few years ago, were yeah, the World premier Series. team. Yeah. Uh, uh, now they're having such a hard time, so it it changes very quickly. And and you, and, and you know that from personal experience. Oh yeah, right? I can vouch for that. <laughs> Either that or my wife fed me stupid pills. Like we were still trying to. They're still under investigation. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, when you don't have pitching, it's uh, it, it hurts, doesn't it's it? It's hard to win if you don't have any kind of pitching at all. And and uh, I was fortunate enough today to do a little uh, uh, video, uh, and there's a number of different subjects, topics that they came up. But one was Jack Morris, and and uh, uh, I I think I responded when I was asked a question. It was. Uh, well, there, Mr. McPhail made every effort to smarten up the manager, and uh, 
and so he did by signing Jack Morris. You know, so again, uh, those kind of people, those kind of pitchers, uh, certainly can uh, upgrade your pitching staff and give a big boost to your to your uh, ball club and and the organization. So there's, uh, uh, you know, right now, and uh, you know, last night watching the game. Uh, um, Duffy, he, he, he threw Ooh, the ball pretty good, man. but he, you know he threw a few too many pitches and got his numbers up that way. But uh, you know he was pretty tough, I thought, for the most part. That's a pretty good breaking ball. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of the fellas that were missing yeah. on that. Well, uh, you know we had Jack here '91, won the World Series. The next year, he had a really good club, and things kind of went flat. But that was a that was a good club too. You ended yeah. up winning '90. Yeah, we were. Uh, we had that rough uh, week. We got knocked out of first place by Oakland. Or was that eighty-eight? What ninety-two? No. I 90, ninety-two up. was the uh, the uh, the famous series with Oakland. Yes, correct. That, uh, Aggie Aggie gave up. Oakland. Yeah. Then uh, we went back into first place uh, a few days later, or a day or two, whatever it was, and then we went back down again. But uh, again, uh, you know, it's. It's tough. It's not easy. Nobody's giving anything away. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, uh, Tom, uh, the hardest part of being the all-star manager probably had oh. to be when people asked you questions about the roster and you didn't really have much to do with it. That's correct. Uh, years ago, and this is a popular conversation at this time, but years ago, you know, you worked in conjunction with the American League president, and uh, we don't have them anymore, yes. but... Uh, you know, and it was a personal thing there in that office in New York, as we spoke of many times, Patrick. You know, those offices are down the hall from each other, mm-hmm. and uh, the American League and National League, and and, and uh, they took that serious. I, I remember t- talking to Dr. Brown, oh gosh, at least four or five times a week leading up to... <laughs> You know, uh, you had to make time, and he was going to tell you what's going on and, and this and that and this and that, and we're going to have this guy, we're not going to have that guy, we can't have that guy, blah, blah, blah. And, he, you know, it was quite the battle there. And uh, I, I was telling most of the coaches and players how much easier it is once the game starts. And within that now, it, it got to be a little bit of a hassle with the home field advantage thing. Yeah. And now you don't have to worry about that. and. And I, I think the only thing you have to really concern yourself with is uh, making sure you try to get everybody involved and and hopefully the score's not tie after nine innings. Well, so. one thing, too, Tom, uh, there's a lot more. I know everybody, uh, you know, you got to have somebody from every team and Correct. all that stuff, but you had fewer players then. I think you had 28 or yeah. something. Now they got 34. Yeah, and then, you know how that voting is now with Patrick, yeah. but, you know, if, if I remember taking a lot of heat. I didn't take Cecil Fielder one year. You yes, know, that's right. pretty. That's bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I knew it. I, I know it's bad. But what are you going to do? Uh, I take a few of our own players, and, yeah. and this is just the way it is. But uh, I'd rather have him uh, pissed off at me than having you know three or four of my own pissed off. You know, so you know. Uh, but uh, but you have. Uh, the uh, now you have twenty five. You, you, well, you could have had thirty, and if it's thirty, it's thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. You well, there's five other guys you could have, and I think it. You know, you got to find out what works the best, and I'm sure they're trying to 
do the best they can with it. But it's no easy job, I'll tell you that. What's your view on uh, somebody from every team? I, uh, there's a I, lot of I the... think it's probably okay. I, I, I don't, you know, somebody brought up the point about uh, making sure you have one or two from uh, the host city. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably good. Uh, uh, if you're hosting the game, you should have a player or two, maybe a pitcher and a player or something to that nature. Uh, I think that's probably good idea, and, and uh, uh, I, I I didn't mind having a player from every team. I, I thought it was okay. Uh, it's you know, just give them to me. I'll do the best I can with them, and, and you go from there. You know, and and, and like I said earlier, Patrick, if, if you had thirty on the team, well, there's thirty five. Five guys are getting screwed, and if it's thirty five, there'd be five more. You know, so it, it's it's a no win thing. But uh, I didn't mind having a guy from each team. It caused a little bit of a headache uh, at times because you couldn't do this, maybe you couldn't do that. But but that's okay. I think every team should be represented. That's not bad. Uh, Rosario, of course, the big uh, controversy Correct. here. But there's a lot of outfielders, and uh, you know George Springer gets on the team because Houston was he was a World Series hero and all that stuff. But uh, it's uh, when you when you played like Eddie has, it's got to be a disappointment. Yeah, he should be on the team. I think Escobar should be on the team. And, uh, you know, Esco, he only went, he got, you know, he got took that one shot when uh, by yeah. Porcello. Yeah. But he was on some kind of roll uh, before that. And, and uh, now it looks like he's getting it back together the last couple of days. So, uh, but I think Escobar should be on the team and, and uh, as well as Rosario without a question. And, uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, you know, you make a phone call to Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati's got three guys. Yeah. But if you call a number of te- teams and you talk to people, I'm sure they think they're two guys or they got two guys that should be on the team. And, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's okay. But, uh, you know, Eddie's been terrific. He leads the Twins in uh, uh, just about every uh, offensive category. We won't talk about defensive, but... We're the, the offensive side of the game, he's been really, really outstanding, and and uh, he's finding a way to get the bat head to the baseball. And I don't care who's pitching, he finds a way to get the bat head to it, and, and usually ends up getting some kind of hit or having something good happen. You're seeing a little uh, more life out of the Garber kid. Uh, the catching is not you know, uh, smooth, swing, but he's getting a little better, maybe. That swing he took the other day, he hit the ball down the left field line for a home run. Uh, uh, the two days ago was that yeah. Sunday or Saturday? I think Sunday. Yeah, uh, that was maybe the best swing I've seen him ever take. Uh, he that was some ball was running in on him and he turned on it and kept it fair. I, I thought that was terrific swing, and uh, I'm, I'm sure Patrick each day he's working on his defense and catching drills and things like this with Jeff Smith and and so I'm sure they're trying like hell to get better. And uh, but again, he's gotten some nice hits uh, this last couple of weeks, and and uh, hopefully he can keep it going. He's a good guy. We talked a little bit the other day about Brian Harper and the work he put oh. into it. Uh, it's a similar situation, you think, defensively? Probably. Mm-hmm. That's a good, probably correct. And uh, uh, you know, everybody's a little different, and and Brian was probably a little bit stiff with things, and and and. Mitch looks a little stiff at times, but, you know, I was thinking the other day after we had talked uh, about uh, he didn't have such a good game with Lind uh, a couple weeks ago, 
And I don't think Lynn's probably too easy to catch, you know. Yeah. He's got that heavy fastball, and it cuts and dives and things. So I, I, I think he might be a little hard to catch. But uh, then the other day I thought he did a pretty good job with him. So, uh, again, uh, you know, he'll stay with it, and he'll keep working. That's his nature. So hopefully he gets uh, some things worked out and, and can improve. How did Harp get better? He just stayed with it, and I, I think the repetition of playing on a little bit more consistent basis and getting him more opportunities and more repetitions and and uh, just having an understanding of what each pitcher has in his arsenal to throw at him, I think uh, just the more catching made him better. But he, he worked hard. Him and Stelly worked hard at it, no question. You, uh, it's told... not going to just be handed to you. you got to work to get it. <laughs> Nobody hands anything away. You told me the other day that Harp was the only, uh, Brian Harper was about the only guy he ever rooted for to get two strikes yeah, on him. He was right where he wanted to be. 0 <laughs> <Yeah>. 2. It's <laughs> the best spot Harp could ever be in. 0 2. The whole bench would use to scream. We used to holler, don't swing, don't swing. And then two strikes, okay, Harp, go get it. <laughs> he was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, Probably it's... never will. You're supposed to be uh, you're supposed to be out of luck uh, then. And yeah, uh, if you're on two now, you might as well just go back to the dugout. But but not Brian. I'll tell you, he was uh, just amazing what he could do with two strikes. So uh, what uh, what do you think uh, happens uh, if uh, you think we're gonna? Yeah, I mean, this is a, not your area, but I wonder if if Dozier gets moved, I wonder if we'll see Nick Gordon play second base. Well, you're right. It's not my area. Uh, but again, I, I, uh, is that the rumor of the day? Yeah, that's the rumor of the day. The Dodgers okay. might be interested. Oh, now they're interested. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Uh, well, they have, well, they have a couple issues, the Dodgers. They got, I thought I heard them the other night talking about this and that and this guy and that guy. Uh, four, what's his name? Four. Well, Forsyth can't to get a hit. Yeah, he's been he terrible. Yeah, the guy they took yeah. from Tampa Bay. Correct. Forsyth. Yeah. Yeah, he can't seem to get a hit. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> but he, he uh, you know, I didn't think he's too bad of a player, that fella. I thought he was, you know, a decent player. But uh, Brian, uh, you know, uh, if he has to go, then uh, hopefully we get something back. But, again, uh if that's the plan, what's Gordon up to now? He's only hitting like 240 or something, wasn't he? A triple A? I didn't look recently. I so didn't look the last couple of days. Eight or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, if they think he's ready to participate, uh, that might be the plan. But that would uh, certainly be a lot of work involved for him. And, and uh, But he's the kind of kid that wants to work and get better. So uh, I'm sure he'll put the work in that's necessary. But we'll, it'll... You know, it's always fun to see the young people and when they get opportunities to play. But I'm not so. Sh I'm not saying that we shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that with uh, whatever. You know, Mr. Levine, uh, Thad, and and uh, <laughs> Thad decide to do. You know, uh, you know that's fine. But you know, I, I'm not. You know, I know Cleveland's probably better than we are, but I'm not so sure they're eight games better than. Than us, so. Hey, there was a big discussion the other day on Twitter because Scott Erickson uh, is uh, listed as having been an all-star in uh, in '91, but he uh, really wasn't. Uh, that you guys had to, he was probably going to start that all-star game, and then you guys had to put him yeah, on the DL. That was for tough it. when his elbow was 
looked like a football, and mm-hmm. we just couldn't let him go. And pitch. there was no way uh, he could pitch, and and uh, he was upset about that. And I don't blame him. And uh, I remember in the World Series time, his elbow started acting up again, and it was getting a little puffy here and there. And they were doing the best they could to keep it under control. And and uh, I remember always I, I wanted to, you know, I, he shouldn't go out there. And but he wanted to go out there. And there was no way it was going to keep him in the dugout. And and he uh, he's you know he, we already took him out of the All Star game. And now we're going to take him out of the World Series. That didn't fly. So, uh, but he went out there up in uh, Toronto and gave it the best he had. And I'm sure you remember that yep. game. It didn't work out very well. David West became our hero. <laughs> He's our yes. new, he was our. He went from zero to hero <laughs> in, in about 40 minutes there That's in Toronto. Right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, but uh, Erickson gave you the, the gutsy effort in Game Six of the World Series. He, right? he, he, and that's the. You know, that's a good way to describe it. Gutsy is correct. It's absolutely correct. All right, sir. Well, uh, we were talking to you uh, after the All-Star Game and uh, before Jack Morris' induction in the Hall of Fame, and we'll talk a little about Jack when we do this in a couple of weeks. That would be great. Okay, thanks. Uh, The great Tom Kelly, and uh, we shall return. You're along for the ride with Royce. I'll damn near kill you, but it's good exercise. <laughs> On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. More fake handoff, open look, good shot. Boy, that was a clever play by Maya Moore. Maya Moore hits another big one, changes the conversation. Quite a week for uh, Maya Moore here on the uh, in the media. Uh, first of all, the Slam magazine comes out once a month. Is that right, Manny? Slam magazine. I believe it's once a month. Yeah, once a month. It's kind of the the do all NBA pro basketball magazine. Mm-hmm. Been around what? 20 years now, oh, yeah. at least. I still remember the KG Marbury cover from yeah. from a long time ago. Yeah. Maya Moore today. Or in this, in the current issue, became only the second woman to make the cover really? of Slam yep. magazine, and the uh, Shamanique Holdsclaw was what? Shamiqua Holdsclaw. Shamiqua Holdsclaw. Yep. Yes. Uh, former Tennessee Vol. Great and, player. Uh, yes, she was not so much in the WNBA. She was okay in the WNBA, but she was great at Tennessee. And uh, yeah, she was on the cover in 1998. So 1998, 20 years to get another woman on the uh, cover of uh now are there still they still sell a good print version of it, right? Even though print magazines mm-hmm. are kind of replaced by online magazines, right? Yes. Correct. But congratulations to Maya Moore, one of my uh one of my favorite pro athletes we've had here, and I'd say in this century, right? In this, uh, since 2000. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, for not, sure. Uh, what was many. the occasion? Do we know that Shamika was the first one just because oh, she was she a was star so player? Damn good at yeah, oh, she okay. was 98, boy. She was the best player in college basketball on the, on the women's side. Yeah, How long of a pro career did she have? Mm-hmm. Well, she had some injuries, I think. She played in Washington. I think she played for the Mystics for a little bit. Okay. But she had some injuries, I think, that kind of sidetracked everything. But she was great at Tennessee. And uh, Maya Moore, of course, has been great everywhere yes. she goes. All she does is uh, win championships. And uh, as uh, I've pointed out, 
the links were in business from 2000, from 90, what, 96 to 2010? Was it 96 they started? 97? When did they start? The links. 90, well, 97 okay. was the first year of the league, I think. Okay, yeah, so they so were So the Lynx must have started like 99, I think. 99, 12 yeah. years. The first 12 years, yeah. the Lynx were Founded here. Founded in 99, yes. The first yep. 12 years they were here, they won one playoff game. Okay, they won one playoff game. Yep. They made the playoffs twice. One year they went 0-2, the, another year they went 1-2. and two. Uh, The year before... Katie Smith years. Yeah, right. the year before Maya Moore got here, they had Lindsey Whalen, and they yep. had uh, Simone Augustus, and they had Cheryl Reeve, and I believe they were 16 and 18. And, and Simone had been here for a couple yeah, of years 16 already. 16 and 18 and misses the playoffs. Since Maya Moore got here in 2011, they have won four titles and been in the finals six, six times. Six times. Six times. And, six uh, times in seven years. They've been a little erratic this year, and she's had a couple of bad shooting games. But uh, as long as you have Maya Moore on your side in women's basketball, you have a damn good chance to win the championship. Let's see how good our guy is over here, okay, okay. Pat? He can't, cannot be stumped. The Lynx, uh, it was announced on April 22nd, 1998, that the WNBA announced they would add two expansion teams, the Minnesota Lynx and... Oh, come on, man. That's a question you can't ask. Oh, anybody. but but he's our guy. He's <laughs> yeah. got this. Is yeah. it like Miami or something? You're close. The, the I'm going to take soul. that. Orlando Miracle. Orlando okay. Miracle. Okay. There, was, there was the Miami just Soul, like we too. We came that into moved. the league together in the NBA. We came into the WNBA. That's true. There's yeah. been, well, the thing with the league, too, is there's been a lot of teams that have folded, moved, folded oh, God, or yeah. moved. Yeah. And I mean, the Dallas Wings, they used to be, they started out as the Ooh. Detroit Shock. And, and they were winning and titles they with Wichita Bill Lambeer and so where the hell did Tulsa. They Tulsa. They went they were to the Tulsa. Tulsa Shock, and then now, they, they now, they're, in, now they're in Dallas. And yeah. I believe the U, U, Connecticut Sun were the first team not associated with an NBA team. Before right. then, they were all. And of course, being out there in Connecticut, that's a. I mean, that's a hotbed for for women's basketball. They love it out there. Okay, I have a I have a complaint. Uh, okay, it's not a daily complaint. It's a general complaint. <laughs> Uh, I was watching a little summer league the other day. I, I clipped, flipped it on just to see if the Timberwolves game happened okay. to be on, and it was somebody else. No, you were going to see if you could find Grayson Allen, so you had something to complain oh. about on Twitter. <laughs> Did you see? He tried to give the guy a dislocated shoulder. <laughs> yes. uh, what a! I mean, just a somebody punch him, hit him, drop him, right? So I miss it. He had another little yeah. scuffle with somebody again. <laughs> Where's over the Kermit weekend? Washington when we need him? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyway, wow. anyway, that is a little over the top. Yeah, that is a little Tesla oh, solid midnight. That's a piping hot sports But I'm take. hearing this guy doing the color commentary, the, the analyst, and he won't say assist. He said, he's, he's only had one dime today. We expect more dimes out of him. He should be dropping this, more dimes. Was this on ESPN? I, or I don't know if it was which one. Because it's, it's on ESPN2 and it's on NBA.com. NBA NBA but this guy had dime fever. Was this a, a blatant attempt to, tr you know, was he being told, I guess, in another way, that we need to inject this more to attract dimes? the younger audience? No, I think he just it comes from the group that... Thinks assists are dimes, and okay, I can set, accept one reference to an assist as a dime. But when you say dime 
five times in 30 seconds. It's lost its punch. I want to punch the yeah. TV. That's an assist. You can call it a dime once. You can't call it a dime 12 times in a minute. Buddy, whatever your name was. I don't know what it was. He drove me away. I had to change channels. If I heard dime once more, I was going to have an aneurysm. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right. Hey, we'll be back with Johnny Hyde. Do you like the way uh, Tom Kelly acts like he's not sure of something, but he's absolutely <laughs> correct, such as Nick Gordon is now hitting 236. In, he knows uh, his ball. In, uh, <laughs> Rochester. He knows, notices things, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe Nick will maybe Nick will spend the entire year in uh, AAA. I'm glad you mentioned the former manager, because he flat out admitted that he, he erred in selecting Cecil Fielder, because Cecil was a little mad not at him. Not taking Cecil. Not taking not Cecil taking. for the Ulster game, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh he was an all-star, 90, 91, and 93. He was not in, in 92. Yeah. <laughs> How many did he hit that year? That's uh, not the year he hit 50. No, 90, it? he hit 51. 91, he hit 44. 92, he only hit 35 with 124 <laughs> ribbies. Uh, and in 93, he hit 30. But it looks like he might have been a little injured in 93. Well, that, uh, that was one of the great managing jobs in the all-star game. All time, the one in San Diego, 92. He said, boys, uh, when Glavin throws that ball out in the outside corner, hit it to right field and see what happens. And they knocked he, him out. Would the... he give up eight, nine yeah. hits or something wow. like that? Yeah. <laughs> I love when he tells the story about Buck Showalter giving the signs. Buck, we don't, uh, we don't need to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> he also would not give Buck one of the T-shirts. That's so right. Yes. I was, in the, I was in the manager's office when Buck came in and... Asked for one of the T-shirts and that says something about Twins Champion T-shirt or something. He says, "We don't just give these away. Right, these are <laughs> earned, you son. Earn these <laughs> oh man! All right, Johnny Height. We better let you got traffic to do here, so we better let you run this uh, update. Sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com/hire. Twins Royals tonight target field. Aaron Slagers against Ian Kennedy. Uh, your Twins lineup is Maurer, Rosario, Dozier, Escobar, Morrison, Kepler, Polanco, Garver, and Jake Cave. Have some former Twins news for you. Okay. Philadelphia Phillies made a couple roster moves today. Among them, they recalled former Twin third baseman Trevor Plouffe. From All the right. right. Good guy, Good, boy, man. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, St. Paul Saints. He gets it with a contender. A first place. Yeah, a team exactly. fighting for first place. Yeah. Uh, St. Paul Saints still at home playing the Cleburne Railroaders at CHS Field tonight. Playing for the Railroaders, 53-year-old Rafael Palmero. I believe Star Tribune columnist Jim Suan went over to sit in on the interview with him. And really? Have a column probably in tomorrow's I, paper. I had a buddy of mine who was at the game last night who mm-hmm. texted me and said, Rafael Palmero is playing for this team. I texted him back and said, no way. He said, yes, yes, yes it is the is. same guy. I guarantee with his, everybody hates playing him. With, playing with his brother, playing with his kid. His son plays that. Oh, I didn't okay. know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he, 53. He did get picked off second the first day they were here. Oh, so, really? Yeah, <laughs> the catcher from his knees threw <laughs> the ball so down good. after a pitch. That's, That's picking, picking on an old on guy. Elderly. <laughs> uh, in other twins, former third base twins news. Right, I'm rambling on and yeah. I don't mean to, but... Uh, we wish Danny well. <laughs> when he mentioned Valencia, I was waiting for you yeah, to throw no, that in he, there. he just said, we wish Danny, Danny well. looked terrible, but he hit a three-run homer off of a CC, off the lefty, of course. <laughs> he can kill lefties, man. Danny yeah. playing some right field down Yes, 
That was fouled down a lot. <laughs> we wish him well out there, too. We wish him well. <laughs> uh, following months of speculation and guessing, the PGA Tour uh, today officially re- uh, released their schedule. And uh, as expected, the inaugural 3M Open at TPC Twin Cities in Blaine will be played July 4th through the 7th. Johnny, there was no guessing involved. No, okay. no right. none at all. Okay. All right. At our website, Adrian Peterson hasn't signed with anyone yet. Our Matthew Collar speculates on his legacy, if indeed he is done as a football player. 1500ESPN.com. Hall of Famer, that's his legacy. It'll take him a couple, three years. He won't go in right away, but he'll get in eventually. The World Cup today, France beat Belgium 1-zip. If you want to catch up on some (laughs) soccer news locally, uh, we're at about 22 minutes here, 21 minutes. They're dialed in, baby. I already checked with uh, Paul Black on site. Adrian Heath live from Brits right here at 1500 ESPN. Already drunk Englishman ready for tomorrow's (laughs) 1 o'clock kickoff. What time You know what I like about soccer? What? What? When they say the game starts at 1, it starts at 1. We don't have the 10 minutes of crap. We sing all the anthems and do all that nonsense before 1 o'clock, and when the game starts at 1, it starts at (laughs) 1. It's an odd thing to like, but okay. I like it. Okay, thank you. That's my favorite thing about soccer. It starts on time. Is that the only thing you enjoy about soccer? No, I like the nationalism. I like the crazy nationalism. Uh, I like people weeping in the stands like a bunch of little babies. What about the guy with the hat that you made fun of from, was it Brazil? Yeah. That hat is brilliant. He's got a goofy little flap, ear flap hat, and then he's crying. What, uh, did you guys see? (laughs) Nice hat, crybaby. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) I was talking to you guys in the room there. Did you notice at Wimbledon there was a guy in a gold suit? With a big gold hat today, we allow that at Wimbledon. I don't know what that was all about. He was talking to somebody in the crowd. He looked like a big bubble. You're supposed to wear nothing but white on yeah, the grounds well, of Wimbledon. Uh, so very, the gals are not supposed to. They're supposed to wear the white dresses. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Serena's looking pretty good. She mm-hmm. lost a little of that baby fat. Yeah. <laughs> no, she. I mean, she looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, play, she's playing very, very well. I I would have to imagine <laughs> that pregnancy was caused. Serena to get a little large there, so congratulations to her, and she's going to win it. That's nine, right? That'll be nine, right? She's playing very, very well. Pat, I'm rambling on, and yeah. I don't mean to, but uh, we wish Danny well. <laughs> very <laughs> quiet on this side of the glass suddenly, What's didn't wrong it? What's with baby fat? Well, nothing. Nothing you know, at all. It's, you, know, God, you can't be lugging one of those things around and not put on a couple of pounds. <laughs> Hell, look at how much weight I put yeah, on right. the two kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> More than your wife. Right. <laughs> Johnny, you better go before you get us all well, in trouble. Yeah, right. I, already, I already got my traffic in my hands. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> You're on the ride with Royce. Guys, where are we? On 1500 ESPN. The ride with Royce now continues. First of all, 69. Offense. He's giving them the business. It's time for late hits. The only thing more complicated in sports than the salary cap in the NFL, I mean the NBA, is uh, the transfer fees contracts in big-time soccer. Would you not agree with that? Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is leaving Real Madrid after nine great seasons there to go to Juventus in Turin, Italy. Or Turin, whichever. Turin, Italy. That's where they had the Olympics. Remember that? The Winter Olympics? Oh, yeah. Uh, He's going to go there. 
this comes after he had a feud with the uh, president of Real Madrid, Real Madrid, Florento Perez. He had signed a contract there previously that had three years left to run at twenty-one, at about twenty-four million R dollars, twenty-one million European. But Messi was making forty million in Barcelona, and uh, Neymar, the uh, Brazilian, was making thirty-six. And uh, Ronaldo wasn't happy about that. So now, here's what happens. Uh, Real Madrid gets a transfer fee of $117 million to sell Ronaldo. And then Ronaldo gets a new contract that will earn him approximately $35 million after taxes uh, for uh, several years. I'm not sure. So, But here's the other thing. Ronaldo's deal had an official release cause of over a billion dollars when he signed it. In other words, he signed an agreement that he couldn't leave for a transfer fee of less than, let's say, $1.1 billion. But they waived that because of the feud going on here with the president. I'm sure they are very upset at Reed, the fans of Real Madrid, because they win everything, So, uh, yeah. including they just won the Champions cup over there whatever it was so anyway he's gonna go to italy now that's a lot of money uh, that is a lot of money doesn't look good for lashawn mccoy uh this there, is a horrible there story. are accusations of domestic abuse child abuse and animal cruelty and the pictures of the uh woman there are pictures out of the woman he allegedly uh beat up that do not look too good for him he says it's totally baseless, and uh, the uh, claims against him today on social media are completely false. But uh, if that uh, if if that is indeed a woman that he encountered, that would not be good. Say, uh, guess what? The Carolina Panthers uh, are going to have to keep the thirteenth foot high statue of former owner and team founder Jerry Richardson. Uh, is that even, part of the deal? Even though they ran him out. No, apparently it was something. It was a clause and some kind of a contract he had with them. And the new owner says he can't get rid of the statue. Oh, the uh, Richardson, really? Richardson uh, was fined $2.75 million for his uh, sexual and racial misconduct in the work workplace. But the, the statue features Richardson holding a football next to two growling Panthers. Tepper reiterated that Charlotte is the logical place for the Panthers, although he said new practice facilities are a necessity. So, uh, oh we, boy, uh, here we, we gonna, go. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna leave Charlotte. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the the NFL will never let a team threaten to move, would they? No, or, or never, would never do that. <laughs> All those aspirations of putting a team in London and on these other places. By the way, the uh, Tampa has just the Tampa Rays have released a fantastic uh, drawing. Of the baseball stadium, they hope to uh, uh, build uh, right off the water in on the Tampa side of the river, a Ybor City. There's a Ybor. I can't even remember which way, but it's a little place down there. It would hold only thirty thousand eight hundred and fourteen. It would have a translucent roof with sliding glass walls, uh, a replica of our place, right? Uh, only trouble is total. Project cost eight hundred and ninety-two million, 
and they don't have any money. No, oh, that's the only they, thing. They that's want this to, up, huh? I think they've offered to put in 150, which means Tampa would have to come this up. This is so dumb. Considering Even if they, Tampa's love affair with baseball, I don't think it's going to happen. When I become a Major League Baseball's commissioner, my first order of business is to move Tampa to Montreal. How about Miami? Well, they got a new stadium. Well, they got a brand new stadium. Here's what they should do. What? They should move Miami to Montreal and move Tampa to Miami. Because Tampa's a pretty good operation. Right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Ah, okay, give yeah, give yeah. Miami a decent club. My, Montreal will take anything they can get. You can say, <laughs> hey, you're getting your own team back. No, you actually aren't. But Florida. But you can say. Uh, Florida doesn't. Do they have baseball fans? I mean, it's they're all transplants, basically, that go yes. to these games. By the way, I was going to bring this up as my last item. Derek Jeter. Remember when he uh, the, the secret document was revealed that he told the projected partners, owners, that they would cut payroll and make a profit this year Mm because they would draw approximately as many people as they did last year. Hasn't quite worked out that way. Uh They are averaging 9,651 people per game. They have drawn a total of 444,000 in 46 home dates. And you know it's... They're going to draw old school 750,000, and that's... Padded, and probably. you know the number. What was it? Nine nine thousand eight hundred a game. Nine thousand six hundred seventy one a game. And you know that that is, is probably probably it's probably more like and, six uh, and a half. And to make your point, point, Ravers number twenty nine is Tampa Bay, even with a surprisingly good team, averaging fourteen thousand seven forty four. Wow. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, they got spring training. That's all they need. They're happy with spring training down there. But uh, Miami's got the new ballpark. So uh, put somebody in Miami that can actually operate and not these idiots that they keep having down there. All righty. We'll be back. See if anybody's got a daily complaint. Now on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys daily complaints. Manny, what you got? My daily complaint is with the Minnesota Department of Transportation. Uh-oh. Guys, all of this construct it, it is it is nerve-wracking <laughs> driving in the morning. Like it's always it's always frustrating. We all know that, right? Driving yes. rush hours. But this is all these closings and I I wake up every morning not even knowing which direction I'm going to have to which route into Burnsville I'm going to have to take. It's it's ridiculous. They have to they have to find some sort of way to ease this for everybody because it's just it's a mess. You don't you don't know there is no way of determining what the best way to go is. It's it's awful. It's brutal. If you close it up if you're closing off one main north south, you gotta let the other north south stay open, right? Yeah. Isn't that the I mean problem? it's just it's just a complete cluster. It's ridiculous. Meanwhile, you can breeze home to Chanhassen on uh, most days, right? It's not too bad. Yeah. It can Except be problematic to, a bit. Do you try to get on to thirty five? Yeah, it's the usual good luck. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. What, uh, what's your complaint? My idea of the complaint is again with the Marlins and I give you thirty seconds of the greatest segment in the Levitard show here. History. Jose Ureña standing at the back of the mound. He's opening down. Day. He's rubbing some dirt and rosin on his hand, <laughs> and here we go. Oh, now he's writing something on the mound with his fingers next to the logo. I can't see what he's writing. A supply. Probably a tribute to a dead person, most likely. Whoa, let's be gentle. All right. He's, uh, come on, Jose, let's get this started already. It's most problem, right? We'll wait you out. Sitting we'll around. wait you out for the zipline. Now he just kind of kicked all over with his, with his shoe. What he just wrote. Oh, here we go. All right. And the wind up and the pitch. 
Oh, God, a home run on the first <laughs> Welcome, Derek Jeter, and that concludes our Marlins coverage for the season. They covered one pitch of Marlins baseball. God, is that brilliant. That is, uh, that is, uh, you know, Levitard couldn't have dreamed no. of anything. They covered one pitch. They, they had the director. They had the director of Predator and Die Hard on like a week or so ago. If you have not listened to it yet, it's fantastic. Just talking about all the movies that the guy. It's it's great. Those guys are brilliant. What's your daily complaint, Patrick? Transfer windows. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Let's just do what we always do: trade. Or free agency or something. And what the hell difference is why do we have to have a transfer window? Why don't we just do it when we want to and then have a trading deadline like you do in an organized country like the United States of America instead of all these other idiots coming up with this moronic stuff. God bless the And by USA. the way, listen to the Adrian Heath joke. <laughs> <up right here. laughs>